Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. That's right, Trey Blossom and I will have some takes, some strong takes on college football. Lots of topics to get into. And of course, the NFL as we push through the month of September. We've got takes on college football, Colorado, LSU, Alabama, the SEC, We've got takes on the NFL teams that are 2-0, and 0-2. A couple of odd stats for you as well. It's all a part of sports takes right here on Talking Sports with TK. Later this week, Trey Blossom will have his college football and NFL picks against the spread. They're free, and he's doing very well at both collegiate and NFL. Anthony Gallo and I will have college football picks uh, on Thursday evening. We did not have a good week last week, but we will bounce back this week. Hey, keep up with uh, everything we do on social media, whether it's Sports Shorts Daily, Sports Shorts Radio, this podcast, or whatever it may be. Connect with me, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Be glad to match up with you and see what you're doing, and you can see what we're doing with so many sports things going on. We'll take a quick, quick break, and then we'll come back We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's time for Sports Takes. We've got takes. College football and NFL and you are listening to Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. Going to kick a few things around with you. College football, NFL. And as always, Trey and I have some takes, some strong takes, and we're going to share them with you. Good afternoon, Trey Blossman. How are you? I'm doing well, Tommy. Doing well. Happy happy with the way the football season is unfolding. Well, we're a little bit halfway through September, and we got a kind of a good reading on college football in the NFL, which we'll get to in a minute. I'll start with college football. The story in college football has been Deion Sanders, the Colorado Buffaloes, they're 3-0, and the record uh, TV viewers the other night on the late night game when they were 24-point favorite over Colorado State, which they won in overtime. Uh, it, it, Hollywood it fell in the ocean, I believe, and now Boulder, Colorado has taken the place of Hollywood with all the stars and every mag- major sports network platform uh, descending upon Colorado. But I got news for everybody that train is off the tracks they're 20 point underdogs to oregon on the road this coming week and then they host southern cal the next week i'm here to tell you they're gonna be three and two they're gonna lose both of these games probably not cover hurt losing travis hunter it does affect that team they don't have the depth and the experience to hang with an oregon and a southern cal not that oregon and southern cal are world beaters but they're much better off than colorado if you look at their three wins Got by a so-so TCU team. Convincingly beat Nebraska, but Nebraska's terrible. There's high school teams that could beat them. And then they were a 24-point favorite against Colorado State, who has didn't win a lot of games last year, won't win a lot this year, and had to go overtime and have the big drive to do it. They had to score 11 points in the second half of the fourth quarter to tie the game and get it into overtime. But I've always said this, 30-plus years as a sportscast, if you play three games and you win three games, something's right, okay? So you're doing something the right way. Uh, you tip your hat to winning three games when you've only played three. But I think that train's coming off the tracks. 
Trey, your thought on Colorado and other college football news. Want to hear your takes. Well, I watched that Colorado game, as did, I think, 9 million Americans. It's the sixth most watched game ever on ESPN, which is hard to believe considering they have the playoffs and the national championship game. I mean, it really is mind-boggling how much press uh, that they've gotten to that Colorado program. And I was disappointed with the way they played. But I'll tell you this, Travis Hunter is their best player that's not – named Sanders, okay? The two Sanders kids are freaking unbelievable. Travis Hunter might be better than either one of them. I don't know. But that was a horrible late hit on him that knocked him out anywhere four to six weeks, they say, and they really don't even know yet. Uh, You know, Tommy, it wasn't targeting, but the NCAA has to figure out a way to throw people out of games and make them sit out for a half or the whole game the next week when they make blatant, horrible, dirty, late hits like that. I agree completely. They, they, you know, everything else is scrutinized. I mean, that has to be scrutinized as well. And somebody's got to have the balls to make a decision. That yeah, it, deemed it to be, a, you know, a violent hit that was unnecessary. Now, if, you it, know, it, if he's getting there at the flash moment that the ball's getting there and he doesn't leave with the crown of his helmet, he doesn't go out to the guy's head or neck area, that's football. But what we yeah. saw in that game that injured Hunter is not football. No, it, it wasn't My football. It was, it was blatant. It was very late. It was dirty. And all it cost Colorado State was 15 yards. It cost Colorado one of their best two or three players for half of the season. That's not well, right. They need, well, they need two guys to fill in for him because he's been taking over 100 snaps a game. So, you know, so they'll deal with that. And they're big dogs against Oregon. Elsewhere in the world of college football, and you and I swapped some text messages a couple of days ago when the polls came out, the polls are kind of wacky. Here's two things I've always believed about the polls. I'm going to say both of them and let you comment about the polls. Number one, Georgia, I think when you're the number one team, you're a reigning national champ, you should stay number one as long as you win. I don't care if Georgia wins every game by one point or three points in overtime or at the buzzer. If you're the reigning college champ, which the Georgia Bulldogs are, I think you stay there until you get beat. My other big thing about the poll, you should not rank a team ahead of somebody that whipped them. Tennessee is two spots ahead of Florida, and Florida embarrassed them. Beat that dog out of them. They did beat them uh, last week. They beat, it didn't just happen to win. I mean, they convincingly dominated Tennessee. So therefore, Tennessee should not be uh, even one slot ahead of Florida, and I'll say that throughout the poll, if you lose to somebody, you should not be ranked ahead of them under no circumstances. Trey Blossman, your takes on the poll. Well, you know, when I saw it, I I, I couldn't believe it, you know, and I couldn't believe the, the most striking thing to me was that Alabama is number 13. I watched most of that South Florida game the other day, and South Florida could have easily won that game. I'm not going to say they should have won it, but they sure damn well could have. They were getting all over the Alabama offensive line. They were putting pressure all over the Alabama quarterbacks who aren't very good when they're not under pressure. So uh, they got a mess on their hands in Alabama. Uh, I, I think, you know, we talked off air about NIL and the transfer portal hurting them. Nick Saban used to be able to stack players. 
like Bear Bryant did back when they didn't even have any limits on how many kids you could sign. Uh, kids go to Alabama, and they couldn't leave, so they stay there. And sometimes they play when they're young, and sometimes they wait three or four seasons to get a chance. Now kids don't want to wait. It's all about me, 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 now, now, now. And Alabama has suffered worse through it than most anybody else. There's Bama signees all over the country right now playing well for other teams, and that's costing them. And I think we'll see Saban's interest waning as the season goes on because they're going to lose more games. Well, for a decade plus, he kind of had the edge with the recruiting, the facilities, you're winning national titles, you're playing for national championships, and you're Nick Saban. I mean, it's attractive to kids, okay? But through NIL and through the transfer portal and the rise of many, many other programs across the country, he doesn't have the edge that he maybe had. Now, I don't think Alabama's a bad football team, okay? They're going to win some games, but they're going to lose more than they normally do. You know, there's questions at quarterback, questions at running back. They don't have that bell cow guy like they always seem to have. And wide receivers, they don't have two or three guys that are going to stick in the NFL. So that that that's to be seen. And the fact that they're a seven-point favorite over Ole Miss this week, I, never, I have already bet Ole Miss plus seven uh, for this weekend. I think that's stealing money. All right, well, uh, this is sports. Tommy, Go they're, they're going back to Milrow. They totally don't have a clue who their quarterback is. I mean, it's really kind of sad. You know, I mean, I love it that Bama's down. As a Tiger fan, it's good for me. But you have to wonder how they let this happen to themselves. Well, again, I think the table got evened up a little bit through NIL and the portal. and, And maybe the constant turnover and changing of the Bama staff is finally catching up with them as well. I mean, that's a hazard occupation. When you have a great program, your coordinators tend to get other opportunities. Some of your other assistant coaches get coordinated jobs. I mean, that's, that's the beast that, that exists, but it's maybe catching up with all the other things that we have mentioned. You're listening to the sports takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. Please share this podcast with all your friends. Let everybody know about it. It's available on all the major platforms and, and a couple of dozen minor platforms. Shift gears to the NFL. Everybody's played a couple of games, and for the first time in 10 years, the New Orleans Saints are 2-0, and and you got nine teams that are 0-2. Last year, the Bengals started 0-2 but got to the AFC Conference Championship game, but the odds are against those 0-2 teams. But the NFL has been its typical early season roller coaster ride of good and bad. It has, and it, I mean, it's early, but, you know, the second week taught us more than the first week did, and I think the third and fourth weeks will teach us even more as these teams settle in. Uh, I'm very happy that Denver is losing, as you know, well-documented here on radio and podcast. I've never liked Sean Payton. I think he's a total jackass. He's a pompous, arrogant son of a bitch, and I love to watch him lose. And I loved watching Washington come back on them the way they did the other night uh, on Sunday. And and that's one of the best surprises for me this year. I thought they'd be a little better out of the gate. Russell Wilson is looking a little better than he did last year, but there's trouble in Denver. Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo both bounced back very well from opening week uh, defeats. San Francisco and Dallas looked like juggernauts. Hadn't even mentioned Philadelphia yet. We know that they're strong. 
the NFC looks really good, Tommy. Cincinnati 0 and 2. What what the hell's wrong with them? What's wrong with Joe Burrow? Uh, well, he's going to be expected at all. He's going to be out for two or three weeks again. He re aggravated that calf injury that bothered him in the uh, preseason camp. Also, the Dolphins look very good. Two is looking the very Dolphins good. The Dolphins do look so, very good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to be fun, and it can all change. The top teams we're talking about now can change in three, four weeks, and some of these 0 and 2 teams might get hot. But the NFL is a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Trey and I are both in South Louisiana, and this story means something to all the people around here. But Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com, who I think is an outstanding sports writer, he pointed out that this past weekend is the first time that LSU, Tulane, which is located in New Orleans, and the New Orleans Saints all won a road football game on the same weekend. That's mind-boggling. Uh, and I've shared that with a bunch of people who are, who just are like in amazement that that is the facts. And, and I'm trusting Jeff Duncan there because I think he's a top-notch sports writer and person uh, and journalist. But that's amazing. It, it is amazing, Tommy. I mean, LSU's been winning a lot of road games for decades. Yeah, they had some down years in the 90s, but – the program's been real solid for the last 20 plus years. Uh, the Saints had some real good years, you know. Uh, Tulane probably is the problem, the weak link here. But of late, they're much better. You know, they're winning games. I I, I was shocked when I heard that. Yeah, it really was. All right, Trey Blossom, when you're on Thursday evening, by Thursday night, they'll be posted. You'll have some college football picks and some NFL picks. You're doing very well with both college and NFL, all your picks against the spread. Same thing with Anthony Gallo and I. We do our college picks on Thursday uh, late afternoon, evening. So we look forward to your picks this weekend and see if you can stay hot. Yeah, thank you, Tommy. One thing in closing you know, there's a lot of talk about analytics in sports these days, and uh, I, I like it. I like studying trends and numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I deal with numbers all day long in my course of business. I run numbers through my head. Uh, I have long thought that teams should go for it on fourth and relatively short at points in the game, but I'm seeing some coaches take this to the extreme, Tommy. Uh, you know, I, I see teams going for it on fourth and four at their own 34-yard line. That's insane. Yeah, well, they they, they got a play they think can work. You know, that's that's the way I'm I'm thinking. That's what's going on. They got a play they think can get them five yards. A play they probably haven't run yet in that particular game, or they ran it and got the five plus. So uh, they're going back to the well. They, Coaches are, are, they have a comfort zone. And when pressure hits them, they go with what they're most comfortable with. Fourth and four from your own 34 is pressure. And if they got something they're really comfortable with, they're going to they're gonna roll the dice. They're going to gamble, you know. And, and sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. Well, it, it sure makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes sure, it tough. It sure makes it, it hard. To, the, make, makes it a little hard to handicap, too. Tough on the gamblers. Trey, we appreciate it. Look forward to your college and NFL picks. Come on.